all aboard the love train rolling through a mad mad world with blood on the tracks from the capital of scene to hopefully the bonobo scene with many many horrors in between with bombs still raining down on gaza slaughtering thousands of innocents who are also starving to death right now and we've got two geriatric u.s presidential candidates one a war criminal and the other just a criminal with too many crimes to list really including a few war crimes theft fraud assault defamation and treason and others that's of course Biden and Trump and Julian Assange who exposed the war criminals is still in prison and Russian dissident Alexei Navalny who was not a great guy but he was found dead in his prison cell probably poisoned by Tucker Carlson's bear daddy Vladi Putin Meanwhile, capitalogenic climate change is creating floods, fires, and famines around the world. And sex, sex education especially, is being censored more and more around the world, especially by Meta and Mark Zuckerberg, who I am taking to arbitration for their crimes and speaking of censorship valid criticisms of zionism are being censored as anti-semitism while real anti-semitism is rising as the zionist massacre of innocent palestinians in gaza as well as the West Bank gets just worse and worse. Sounds like a genocide, looks like a genocide. If we were there, I'm sure it would smell like a genocide. So yeah, it is a genocide. But our leaders refuse to call it what it is, a terrible, terrible genocide. So it's a mad, mad world, but hey, we had a great Valentine's Day. 2024, didn't we, Captain Max? We sure did. We had uh, we had fun. We did. We had fun. A delivery has been made. All right. From the couch in the rear. In the rear, the caboose. The caboose. Oh yeah, we got a hot caboose. So our Valentine's Day, which I usually don't really like Valentine's Day, which is why I celebrate Lupercalia, the original pagan valentine's day and now world bonobo day the new valentine's day but hey we had a very very good simple traditional valentine's day a delicious and multi-orgasmic very romantic yum, yum, yum. valentine's day yep yep we had orgasms all around i had more but I'm the woman, so I deserve more. <laughs> Just like I get more roses and chocolate, I get more orgasms. But you had some. 
Yeah, I did. You I had, had your share. I had my fair share. And we both had lobster, which is very decadent. Possibly a little bit wrong, I'm not sure. But I don't think they're endangered. What? The lobsters. No, the lobsters are not endangered. Uh, although they uh, endanger the whales because of the traps that are used ah. to to catch these lobsters. And There's always some endangerment going always on. Always some, some endangerment, you know. But I don't feel bad about eating them. And they were delicious and we made them here. We caught them at the grocery store and then dumped them in a pot and then ate them. And I had elements of Lupercalia wearing little red pan horns. And I drew a heart on my forehead like the Luperci used to draw on their foreheads in goat's blood. Although I use lipstick because goat's blood is messy and smelly. Sticky. And also we had elements of World Bonobo Day, all kinds of little bonobo images and animals and save the bonobos, everybody. Donate if you'd like to help save the bonobos to Lola Ya Bonobo, Friends of Bonobos and the Bonobo Conservation Initiative. And release your inner bonobo through sharing and making peace through pleasure. Can we make peace? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to talk about that. But our Valentine's Day was kind of a couples event with us and Anna and Miguel. Although we didn't all have sex, we did eat lobster, all of us. And Chico was there, the dog. We certainly didn't have sex with Chico. And actually, I don't think he had any lobster, but he did get a little piece of bacon. Everybody had fun, and we had great sex. And here's my tip for Valentine's Day sex, or really any kind of holiday sex. If you're in a couple, if you're single, or you're on a first date, or a second date, that's a different story. But if you've had you know, a fair amount of sex, I would strongly advise you on big holidays, birthdays, have sex first if you want to make love last through the holiday, <laughs> okay? Just like after midnight is really perfect because technically the holiday has started and so you have your sex and hopefully it's good. I mean, you never can predict, but usually you know how to do it if you're in a couple. So you go through all the good and bad of your day in the afterglow without the sex stress because you already had sex. So you can have romance and eat a lot and then if it's a bad day and if you fight or if you eat too much or if you drink too much and you can't have sex or you just don't feel like it, well, it's no big deal because you already had sex. But if it's a good day and if you're feeling really good and energetic, well, you can have it again and then it's even better although not necessary, which is good, that you don't feel the stress, but you do have the opportunity. So once is enough, but twice is really good. So that's my Valentine's Day tip, which is really for sex on any holiday or special day. 
Now I noticed in reading about Valentine's Day online, of course they have the usual crap about flowers and candy and expensive trips and gifts. And Dr. Laura Berman, who actually is quite a nice sex therapist, and she did a great interview with me on her show about fetishes way back, 20 years ago. And she was very sex positive then. I'm not saying she's not now, but her advice to couples was no sex on Valentine's Day. Don't have sex. That's to deal with the Valentine stress. Yeah, yeah. So my way of dealing with the stress is have sex first. Right. So that you kind of get it out of the way, and then you can have it again later. But she says, just don't have it at all. And I just thought, yeah, that's a little strange. And yet, it is part of what I see as a neo-puritanical strain, a, a trend of neo-puritanism that is going on right now, of just no sex, unless you're going to have a baby. And then you should have lots of sex to have the baby, and maybe another baby and another baby. You send them off to the factory, right? and out to a war, have a little yes. killing. Yes, yes, exactly. Cannon fodder. That's what yeah, we're supposed to have fodder. our sex for, is to produce cannon fodder for the state. And these people are worried about abortion? <laughs> well, they are. Yeah, they don't I, want I know, you to have I abortions know. because that gets rid of the cannon fodder. Right. I say have abortions when you don't want a child because you don't want to have an unwanted child and the state will not help you to take care of that child. That's been proven and continues to be proven over and over again, especially in states like Texas that make it almost impossible to have an abortion mm. and yet will not help you in any way once you have this kid. Well, we're, we're slowly liberating uh, Texas as we send all our California people there. Right. <laughs> it's going to turn blue. Anyway, we had a great Valentine's Day. You know, sometimes it's good to say, I don't want to do it, and then you do it, and then it's great. You know, there's something about sex in any case that's all about friction, that's about the push-pull. So you don't want to eliminate stress entirely because if you do, you fall asleep. You might as well not have sex. Sex is about release, but you have to have some friction to have a release. And by the way, I'm also on Substack now. Oh, you're on Substack. Yeah, that's like the new, uh, it's like a new platform. It sounds like they got you down in the basement. Or well, something. It, it's new for me, <laughs> but it's been around for a while. For a long time. Yeah, but yeah. I have a Substack and here you can check out the V-Day Lupercalia World Bonobo Day I have a, Substack I have a, and subscribe to my Substack, please. I'm not charging anything right now because I'm desperate. No, I'm not desperate. I would never be desperate. But I don't have very many subscribers. I just started. So you can subscribe for free and get all my little goodies. So... 
Julian Assange is going to have a last-ditch hearing right. to see if he can appeal his extradition to the United States. And we have been supporting Assange since, gosh, 2011, I think. And really, we've been just such staunch supporters of his all the way through all of his ups and downs. And really, none of them have been genuine downs. But now he's really at his last chance to stop extradition to the United States. Uh, last week, I was talking to uh, one of my friends that doesn't stop talking a lot. Uh, and uh, we blame everybody, but I was just saying to him, I think we have to come to the realization, as they do in Italy and many other countries, that it's all corrupt. Okay? Well, yeah, and, it's uh, all well, corrupt. And therefore, therefore, you should get your fair share. Because you're not going to stop the corruption. Not totally. <laughs> yeah, well, well. You can minimize it or reduce it, let's say. And also, it's a question of where the corruption is coming from. Right now, the great majority of corruption is coming from the war machine. Correct. Internationally, although especially focused in the United States, the war profiteers. And all of our politicians, Democrat, Republican, are on the take. Right. They're standing in line with their hands stuck out. And they're, they're worried about poor people who are on welfare. <laughs> These guys, like, they're on welfare. They're standing in line with their hand. And that's why we can't go down the bonobo way. So far, I still have hope, brothers and sisters, that we will go from the Capitolo scene to the bonobo scene. But you can create the bonobo part in your own life. Oh, yeah. yeah. That helps. Yeah. You don't have to hang out with murderers and, <laughs> you know, right? Well, sure. You certainly want to hang out you with pick your friends. non-murderers. Right. Right. And okay. people that are pro-sex, pro-love. Of course, we're talking about consenting adult sex. Okay? Don't get any funny ideas, y'all out there that want to accuse us of God and goddess knows what. But <laughs> we are pro sex education we personally only talk to adults you know i'm in awe of people that help the underage people with sex education and do so in a responsible way i just want to help adults because adults need sex education because they didn't learn as kids and they're still not learning as adults about even how to enjoy sex how to have pleasure. I mean, I myself did not learn how to have an orgasm until I was 19 years old. I had to learn from a book, a great book, by the way, which I highly recommend. It was called Liberating Masturbation at the time by Dr. Betty Dodson, who had not gotten her doctorate then. But now the book is by the late great Dr. Betty Dodson called Sex for One. By the way, she's a wonderful artist. We have a couple of lithographs here. Yes. If you are into that. 
right? Yeah, we do. We have lithographs by her, and we have a beautiful photograph of a wall of vulvas created by Doug Johns, and one of the vulvas is hers. Right, and they're all kind of famous women vulvas. Yes. And I have several shows where I interview Dr. Betty Dodson. I met her long after she'd given me my first orgasm through her book. I met her at Cat Sunlove's birthday party in San Francisco in like 1993 and immediately jumped into her lap. I didn't stand or sit on ceremony and she was fortunately happy to have me in her lap and I became her adopted goddaughter and yes she became my great mentor in real life in addition to her mentorship through the word and she's the one or one of the ones that taught me that Sex positivity is a political statement. It's pro-female, it's feminist in the best way, the pro-sex feminism, and it's make love, not war. And I know that phrase is very old-fashioned. Oh, Abe's found a picture of me with Betty Dodson. Is that the show? Or just the picture? No, yeah. So this is the picture. This is Betty Dodson. I'm going to link the show. Yeah, link the show. On your website. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and we're getting more and more of these shows from our archives up on our Midnight Theater, the Dr. Susan Block Show Theater that is on Bonobo. I watched one last night. It was so great. So good. It was just really delicious. Right. And right now we're playing shows from like the 1990s. This show was about uh, Berlin. Yes, Weimar Love. Weimar Love. All about the erotic world of Weimar Berlin featuring Professor Mel Gordon, as well as porn stars Mika Tan and Terry Weigel and Monique Dumont. Oh, Terry Weigel is a classic today. Yeah. Terry Weigel and Mika Tan has become a big star. Mm-hmm. It's quite a historical number. It was done, I believe, right before 9-11 happened. And it was hot. And it was in the Christmas before 9-11. And we talked about the building up of this fascism. And we were saying, what kind of Reichstag moment might America have? We were wondering about the Reichstag moment that America could have. And of course, the Reichstag moment was the moment in Nazi Berlin when the Reichstag was caught on fire and Hitler used that as an excuse to just crack down and become totally fascist. Of course. And a few months after that, 9-11 happened. And of course, George W. Shrub, a.k.a. Bush, he used that as an excuse to become a total fascist and invade Afghanistan and then invade Iraq. Now, you've heard different stories of that. (laughs) But the reality is that's what it was. Absolutely. And Julian Assange was a young journalist at the time and he was starting WikiLeaks. And he saw what George W. Bush was doing. He was in Australia. What was the first site? WikiLeaks? Was that, what was that? WikiLeaks. Golden Shower? (laughs) Right. uh, Site? 
Well, there's different kinds of leaks. Yeah, well, that's a golden shower. Well, you can have a pee-pee leak. Yeah. That's... You can also have a sperm leak. Yeah. You know, sperm uh, wars can leak. And uh, those, they were criminals. So if you pee on them, it's okay. Well, yeah. And so we were young sex therapists at that time. We it were was, young. Oh, yes. We were young. 20 oh, years younger I than was, we are now. I was younger. You were. And we were having quite a romantic time. You were living in Paris, and I was in L.A., but I would visit you all the time. Right, right. And we would have great Parisian interludes. Yeah. And yeah. also, on the south of France, we had romantic times. And we started the press club there. The and we had Cannes Press Club. The Cannes Press Club, which is still there. And if you want to join, we'll get you a card. And we have a great Cannes Press Club website, pressclubcon.org that has lots of pictures from France and and it's all archival nothing has been Mipcon changed and the you know, Con thing. Film Festival oh yeah yeah a lot of parties too you can come come these, party with us come party with us vicariously with these, with these people and we had a, a wonderful exhibit that was called Sex bombs. Sex bombs. We right. said drop sex bombs, not real bombs. This is when they were doing the murdering. And uh, and we did have an exhibit in yeah. a beautiful little cafe. And we had? We had transsexual dancers yeah, the, at this the, the place opening. Was and the place was packed, packed. You couldn't get in. And there was all kinds of wonderful people there. Artists and... Pro-sex people, actors, kinksters. It was was very French, and it was done during something either MIPCOM or uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Film Festival, yeah. You can see it all at pressclubcon.org. It's done in Dreamweaver, so sorry if some some of the links don't work. work. But the and the link is in the comments. Thank you, Abe, the engineer. And, and and don't tell us what links are not working. Okay, but you too, can take this picture busy. off my screen now, me oh. and Betty Dodson. Oh. And I also have a review of her book, Sex for Two, or Orgasms for Two, that is on blockbooks.com, if you can find See, it. See, Dr. Susie that. learned about this from her. I learned about this when I was a little kid on a street corner in Montclair, New Jersey. There were a bunch of us guys sitting around, and one guy says, you know, if you rub your penis long enough, something shoots out. Yeah, all it's the a boys, WikiLeak. <laughs> yeah, Wiki, and all the boys went, what? And we all ran home to try that. And sure as hell, that's what happened. You always have to have some level of education, at least to know that it's not a bad thing that's happening. Oh, no, no, no. You know, no. that it's a good thing. Yeah. You need to know something. It helps. We are social creatures, we humans, and we teach ourselves. But I still feel especially women need sex education just to learn what to touch and what feels good and what to do to oh, have yeah. an orgasm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you, men like it, ladies. If you have men in your life, if you have ladies in your life, then they, they like, like it too. too. <laughs> yeah, you want to call that a Julian massage, right there? You know, a Julian massage. A Julian massage. Yeah. A Jillian. A Jilling. <laughs> or you could call it a Julian if you want to like dedicate it to Julian Assange. 
right? Or like the old Orange yeah, yeah. Junior. He, he's sexy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. He's very sexy. He got Who? accused of some things that oh, I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's very sexy. I hope he didn't do what he's accused of doing, which is very bad, by the way. Let me just say, he, if your partner is using a condom, you must not cut the condom with a scissors or a knife or your teeth. Wait a minute. Did they film, don't do that? That. Did they film no, this cutting? He, that's what he was accused of. Oh, so I don't so. believe that he would do that. I hope he didn't do well, that. Wait a minute. Can you imagine me getting up and cutting a condom that we we don't use? But No, we did use condoms a few times. We did, yes. Yeah, yes. because, I don't know, yes. we were testing them. Right. We decided we didn't really like any They're of them terrible. too much. They're kind of terrible. Except our favorites were the kimono condoms, remember? We kind of liked them. They were okay. Yeah. And then the, the sheep condoms here. Oh, the sheepskin. We kind of like those, but they're no good for uh, no, and they, preventing and, and, disease. And they make they become larger. They're weird. Yeah, they're very <laughs> juicy too. They they're like juicy. you got sheep <laughs> organs falling all over. What do you, you. mean they come large? They it's sort larger. of like a Lupercalian <laughs> thing. I mean, they're just very, very messy. Yeah, masturbate with sheep. Gizzards. Did you ever use one of those, Abe? No, I never used a sheep condom. In That's my life. where they're called sheepskin. Yeah. yeah. Right, but, but where? Do, what do you mean it gets larger? Like, does it inflate? It, it, does it get yeah, thicker? Yeah, it kind of gets very sloppy. Very juicy yeah. and the more sloppy. You, the more you use it, the the bigger it gets. Or right, what? and then all of a sudden it becomes like a, you know, half a pound of potatoes hanging from your. <laughs> right, and it's not like it's coconut oil, so it tastes right. good. Right, right. It tastes like sheep. <laughs> Maybe some people like the sheep, and that's where that comes from, is that. Supposedly, the sheep now, is the most similar to the human female. Is that animal? Is that animal sex of some kind? Yes, which I'm not recommending no, no, at all. Yeah, if you're a bot, the, no, I'm not, just talking about where the expression <laughs> sheepskin comes from. I don't think it's really from a sheep that they make it nowadays, but it's made from like lambskin. It's not the. Sh I guess that is a sheep. <laughs> it's a sheep, but it's not like the sheep's vulva, or oh, vagina, I don't really think, true. or maybe it is. I, I'm not sure where that's from. If you from. would like to have a sheep on your thing, you can get it. A you can still. Right. But it, it's almost like a, like a, a condom, like a cleaning cloth, you know, for cars. <laughs> Oh, you're, wow. talking, you're talking about like a ShamWow. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like a ShamWow. Yeah, if you, if you don't want to get sheep, you can get one of those. <laughs> so, Smiley Red Herring, our friend, who yeah, I saw him is right away. Maria. What do you mean, him? Her, him. Thank her. you. It's definitely I, I don't a, know who is gal. what nowadays. She's got the beautiful voice. She won a Susie Award for Best Singing Call. Well, Maria's, are, yeah, right. That's Maria. And we are working, although our, our got the, the person that was handling uh, uh, Poet, Poet Avenue, Avenue has disappeared. Exploded. Exploded. And anyway, <clears throat> so, but we're going to get your voice up there. And I want you guys to all go there. It's, it's in its basic kind of trembling childhood. He had too much absinthe. Which is what poets like Baudelaire drink, right, exactly. right? Yeah. We, have, by the way, did also have absinthe on we, we Valentine's did. Day, Lupercalia we, World we Bonobo did. Day, in our cake. Made with real wormwood. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. 
Anyway, Smiley Red Herring, a.k.a. Maria, says, The coming Julian Assange trial isn't even about an appeal. She's right. Yeah. Of course she's right. It's about his right. To have an appeal, exactly, right. although that's very technical, and I didn't say but that. But no, that makes sense. But it's about his right to have an appeal. It won't be granted because the judge would have to rule that a judicial colleague was wrong. Wrong. Uh-oh. Well, we hope it will be granted anyway, Maria, for some reason. But I grant you, you're probably right, which is wrong. That is a wrong thing because let's just say he shouldn't even be in prison so i'll just say that he is a journalist he did expose some truths about that iraq war that we were talking about which was perpetrated by george w bush as an invasion of a sovereign nation that had nothing to do with 9-11 which was his reichstag and of course you know, Hitler went after all kinds of people that had nothing to do with the Reichstag, including the Jewish people. And he went after the gypsies as well and the gay people and the leftists and all kinds of people all over the world, including the Russians. He killed a lot of Russians thanks to that Reichstag thing. And thanks to that 9-11 thing, the United States has become a police state inside and out. A willing police state. Well, you know, the Germans yeah. kind of willed well, it too. Right, they right. kind of sort of half voted for Hitler. All right. We just complained a little bit. You know, the police beats you or you got to go to war. But aside from that... People yeah. think it won't happen <laughs> to them. them. And it's just like that priest or minister in Germany wrote, first they came for the anarchists, and I was not an anarchist, so I did not complain. And then they came for the gays. I mean, I don't remember how he puts it, but the Jews and the gypsies. And I was not that. And I did not complain. And then they came for me. And no one complained because there was no one left to complain for me. And uh, yes, they came for me too. <laughs> but you complain yeah, on I, account I of other people. Yes, of course. Because you understand, and I understand. You, you can't go to prison for thinking or, or speaking, or, or speaking, or having a certain religion. Yeah, or having a certain religion, or a certain view of the world, or a, or being a, a journalist. A, yeah, like Julian Assange, telling the truth about this war, which we already knew. I mean, we knew it from the beginning that the United States was committing war crime upon war crime. But he showed a video, and in those days there wasn't was all the very, video. Right, now was, there's constant video. It was of war very crimes. shocking at the time. Yes, to see today it's nothing. American soldiers in planes going. All right, we got one oops he's not a soldier that's a journalist oh oh well too bad oh we got another one yeah that plane footage that's yeah. that's horrific that, that is right like, like, they're playing a video game oh brothers God. and sisters wow and it exposes america and now we've so and, many and, of and, us have and, seen and, it and not only americans i think i think all over the world look look at the germans certainly they, the british they got sucked in hey i like prince know? harry a lot better than the rest of the royal family but i just can't respect 
that he talks about his kill count like that. I killed 25 people and hey. I am not ashamed. You should be ashamed. We invaded Afghanistan. Actually, and shame. even if they had Osama there, which we never found Osama there, Eventually, we found him in Pakistan, Yeah, and, and, we, and assassinated we assassinated him. him. Which he, had, he had no weapons. It was a war crime yeah. of Obama to assassinate Osama. Osama. And we were so confused about who was who. By that time, Obama, Osama. Carter says... We just knew yeah. we didn't want to call him French fries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, so, Julian okay. Assange exposed war crimes, and the war criminals have gone free, but he who exposed the war crimes is in prison. And he now has this opportunity to appeal for an appeal, which I believe be. Maria is correct that it's very little chance he will get this. Of course not. They'd and by the time you hear this timeless show... They've tortured this man free. Which you might hear 20 years from now, you know that we have been rooting for him since 2011 at least. Torturing. Maybe 2010. Torturing. Trying to break down. Probably earlier, but we didn't know who he was. We saw that video. And we thought, wow, they're yeah. showing it. They're showing what we knew. And then I found out it was you that took along. that video, you know? And wow. he took it. Wow, you're really cool. And you also have cool things to say. And you're also kind of sexy with that white hair. He had that young, beautiful face with the white hair. He looked like Peter Pan when he would first come out and talk. <laughs> I was so turned on. A lot oh, yeah. of my orgasms with Max were thinking about Julian Assange. I'm going to confess that now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, okay, that's good. That's I, good, right? That's funny. Yeah. You've got to be able to think about whatever you want. You have you to know? have a very expansive mind. So I thought about Julian Assange. I still do. My husband's been behind bars for his journalism. And then, I can and, relate. And then He's a sexy guy. He got released. You know, we need to try our best, as I tried and succeeded although I don't know that it was because of my trying, but I felt that it was important for me to do what I could to be the wife of the prisoner, and that's a job, and you got to help your prisoner. I have so much respect and empathy for Stella Assange. She's out there, and it's kind of fun. i got to admit that. You get to be the prisoner's wife. It's more fun than being in prison. And if you believe in your prisoner, you get to be an activist, even just going in there and dealing with it. But it's very torturous and tedious and horrible. But there's the good part, which is you know you're doing something meaningful when you go to visit your prisoner. Although it's torturous when I would see you, especially when they had you in the suicide gown, when they took <laughs> away your glasses and uh, they, they took away me, your clothes. No, they put me in a cage, and I think it's on the fifth floor of downtown prison in the fucking freezing cold. Yes, it's horrible. And we watched him like that. And we needed to be there to help keep this him alive was, uh, mentally. In downtown downtown, LA. downtown Twin Towers. <laughs> right. 
those other twin towers which did not come down and we are taking calls brothers and sisters we're going to talk to chris g in just a moment but we just want to say once again free assange and maybe we'll talk to maria Oh, yeah. about oh, Assange hi, in a moment Leanne, but hi. we do want to talk to Chris and we want to talk to you too if you want to talk we are also going to talk about Bonnie Willis yeah, and talk while you can who is out to get Trumpy Dumpty push him off his wall make him fall splat because one of his worst crimes was trying to pull those votes out of Georgia she's out to get him and I just want to say props to Fonnie Willis and she happened to have some sex maybe bad decision we all make bad decisions about sex I certainly have made a few in my time and yet what she did was not illegal it was just, of not. she had sex with some lawyer who then she made the chief lawyer on the Trump case. And part of the reason she did that is because nobody wanted to take it because they wouldn't get paid enough money for all the grief they would go through and the fact that they would need bodyguards, et cetera, et cetera, from doing this. So she found an, you know, an ex-lover by that point to do it. And they question her up the yin yang and they slut shame her, oh, yeah, which is course. exactly what Meta is trying to do to me. And I am taking Meta to arbitration. And I want to say this before Chris gets on the line because Chris has been a big supporter. And we are taking Meta to arbitration finally on June the 26th. Right. And they have tried to slut shame me as a reason for deactivating my Facebook and my Instagram. And I'm not letting them get away with it. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to win and get my accounts back and win $75,000. But I am sure that I am going to expose them just like Julian Assange exposes the war crimes of the United States every day, regardless of what happens to him. And by the way, Dr. Susie, if you want to protest this kind of nonsense, this kind of censorship, you should uh, be there and uh, for a little demonstration. We are going to yeah. have a demonstration yeah. so outside, the yeah, outside the arbitration outside the arbitration place. Which will right. probably be somewhere in L.A. Yeah, of course. Definitely in L.A. Yeah. I guess it might be a Century City place or some kind of law place, maybe probably. in the Valley, maybe Century City, in maybe the, Burbank. Uh, I don't know. What time do I have to get up? Early. Uh, no, 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 it starts no. at 10. Starts at 10. This is a morning wow. thing. And we got to make it in the morning because the we might take all day. We, we have to have as much time as possible to expose Meta, give them a chance to utter all their bullpucky, all their malarkey, malarkey. and then refute <laughs> it all. Malarkey to it. We got to do it. Because the chances, we are told, are very, very small, if any, that we will win. Because, quote, Meta can do whatever it wants. Mark Zuckerberg, Zuck the Cuck, because he's cucked by his beautiful wife all the time. And because he's just a cucked personality. Which is not necessarily an insult. I have a great deal of respect for cuckolds. Well, wait a it just minute. depends he, on he how you do it. He watches... He watches her have sex with a different man? I am not going to say uh, yay or nay to that. But, oh, okay. I'm going to say there's a 
suspicion, a fantasy, oh, oh, a rumor. A, oh, it's a rumor that, that I see. Elon Musk, who cannot be trusted in any way, he tweeted, Zuck is a cuck. Now, I admit that that's not exactly a brilliant phrasing, but it's been out there quite a bit. And so Elon put it out there more. Wait, who said that? Elon Musk? Elon Musk. Look it up. He did a tweet. I don't know if he kept it or he deleted it, but it's Zuck is a cuck. I would have said, like, Zuck the cuck, come meet me at the mall and let's rumble. No, that's what I would have done if I was Elona Muskie. But he just said, Zuck is a cuck, which, yeah, not very original. Not making an interesting point. Or Zuck the cuck is a censor, is what I would say. Or Zuck is a cucked censor. Okay, so they put out a warning that this uh, Zucky boy here is a billionaire, of course, and, and he's doing things that could kill him. So there's this whole... They have a warning? Yeah, that he no to investors. Oh, yeah, they have to do that. You know, this guy's nuts, <laughs> and he, you know, right does extreme sports. He could die any moment. Any moment. Any any, any weekend uh, or afternoon. He doesn't have weekends. Abraham has my screen filled with the words Chris G is on. As a matter of fact, now I hear Chris G. So welcome aboard FDR. Hey, you guys. How you doing? Chris G. It's been a while. Well, yeah, I guess all of you got the news that I finally got hit and joined the CN Club. Right. You got COVIDed. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Even though yeah, you took mother, precautions. So. Yes, but the shots did came through, and it felt like a mild cold, actually, for me. Good, good. So they helped took, keep it mild. Yeah, yeah, they knocked the sucker off. But my mother got hard hit with it very badly, and she had to get that uh, Plax Ovid medicine. But she's still having some of the effects, but it will take weeks for her to feel better. But there's good reason, because she had chemotherapy for her follicular lymphoma, her um, immune system was knocked down. So that's why he got hit with it pretty rough. Well, I'm so glad, you know, you got the shots. I mean, I'm going to confess now. I got the shots. I wear a mask every once in a while if I feel exposed. I'll get a booster if one is offered. I believe in it. I'm yeah. not going to tell anybody out there to get them. Well, I, will, I, will, I, I survived a lot of those viruses. Me too. I have I not gotten COVID myself. Yeah. When I came to America, I you had to have, have all this shit it. put on my arm. I used We've to. gotten lots of different types of vaccines. <clears throat> right, right. So mm-hmm. we're pretty pro-vaccine. On the yes. other hand, we're not going to play and say that it prevents you from getting COVID. If you don't want to take them and you die, it's okay. No, well, then there's that. that. We think it does help. Yes. It's one of those things that is like the mask. It helps to prevent Mm -hmm. the spread of something that is very insidious and invasive and gets in your pores and through little holes. And Uh, it's really easy to get it. And this just makes it a little less easy. And you've been very exposed, Chris. You've been going to school. And despite despite all that, they actually... And you have a radio show. 
Yes. yes but here's, here's the fun part. Yes. They actually took precautionary measures with me and got me some things to keep my education going. Well, which that's Which is really good. amazing. So uh, someone recorded my uh, one of my art. I actually am now taking art lecture, art history now, Paleolithic art in my next semester, Ooh, which is really interesting. Paleolithic art. Is they that like show- the cave drawings and stuff? Yes. And Ooh. yes, women make gears with the naked boobies and all. Really? Yeah, like yeah. Venus of Willendorf is also in the cave. Yeah, the women of Willendorf. That's it, the symbol of fertility. That's exactly correct. Yes. And, and you know what? I learned that she was a symbol of fertility. One of the first pieces of art, in addition oh, yeah. to being obviously a body, a female body with no face. And then I learned that, yeah, she was probably used as a sex toy. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Speaking She's, of dildonic in shape i know now speaking of which i did not celebrate valentine's day except on Aww. the air on the radio well then I you did then you did love songs with via rock so well you rock. did there's Great. different That's ways wonderful. to celebrate yeah. we just yeah, happened to celebrate the traditional way as a couple with yeah the lupercalia well we celebrated with the traditional way with chocolate and lobster and orgasms we should be celebrating oh, those things in life and we celebrated Not with lupercalia i wore little horns mm, yes i missed it i missed it i'm very sorry we whipped up some fun and bonobo day it's a time when you should celebrate whatever kind of love you can really it's Let love day this. I do love you guys, and I will write up something for the arbitration. And if I can, I will mail it to you in time for the arbitration on that day. So that way I can speak my piece on my behalf of the fans. Absolutely. That sounds great. It's on the 26th of June. Yeah, but we need all of our information way before that. Way before that. That's two days before my mother's birthday, actually. Oh, then it's a lucky time. She'll be 74 this year. 74, wow. If ABN were ever to put somebody in the Hall of Fame, it would be you, Dr. Bob, because America and the world does not realize just how valuable this woman is, ladies and gentlemen. Realize and it. If AVN is listening, next year I would fully, without reservation and without delay and without any more time, please, I would fully recommend Dr. Susan Block for the Hall of Fame without question or delay because she is the symbol of what free love, free speech, free expression, and everything else of the peace through pleasure movement that we need now more than ever in this chaotic mopo world that we're living in. And I will tell you, when I did the world religion course last semester and talked about my philosophy of Buddhism, I received yes. a very good score, 496 out of 500, because Congratulations. that was a major, thank you, because that was the validity of the power of the philosophy that I practice. Let me tell everybody something, please, Send the letters in. Her, the address for the office and everything is on her website. They need all the support they can get for this arbitration on June 26. I encourage every adult star, every sex worker, every fan, everyone from around the world to email their testimonies and to express their desire to help Dr. Block get back on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on all sorts of things, and to tell them 
stop messing up free love because if they mess up free love they got they are messing with the wrong wrong group of people because amen and a women this is not right it is wrong and it is foolish and as a person i will make sure i will write up a heck of a testimony about dr block and and the and why she should have all her things restored at once absolutely and don't, don't forget max Thank don't you. forget max yeah of course she of course you're max. part of me right. the great yeah. wow chris that very is so nice. beautiful very touching you notice we didn't mm. interrupt him because well first of all he's very eloquent and right. i'm just so touched and he's a very special person well you are and you've grown so much since we first started talking to you so many years ago and we're just so heart touched. I feel like we've received a big hug from you. And hopefully this hug will last us and grow and embrace others for our big arbitration. And just like we've been with Julian Assange, really Chris has been with us for quite a long time. And long, since long time, the beginning yeah. of this terrible deactivation, he has come out strongly in favor of our restoration. And you're a part of history too, because I just switched phone providers and you're being the first call in thing through the 5G network system. And you are part of it tonight so that's all why right. you can hear me crystal Cheers. clearly all right oh, Go so have, i will put up a i will put up a support candle if i have to and if i will i'll even do my own communion of justice for you for your restoration of our and arbitration success and then we'll, we'll move you. on to washington <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, you got to be active, brothers and sisters. And yeah. Chris is certainly a great activist and has won awards with you, us. You have to be activists. Yeah, you yeah. have to be active. And I've been active since I was 12 years old. Before I could even vote, I did phone banking. Yeah, you got to work for what you believe in at every level, at the level of great eloquence that you're exhibiting now and at the grassroots level of just doing the basics. It's really, really important right now with the war side getting so much power over us. And we need to empower ourselves, the love side. Yeah, so thank you, Chris. And congrats again on beating the Rona and getting through that, you and your mom. And on doing so well in college and with your radio show. And I, I do feel that your verbal delivery is getting more sort of polished. Very polished. He's always v been eloquent, eloquent yes, and heartfelt, yes. but it's getting more polished, I think. Yeah. Ooh, wow, wow. You just spoke like the Buddha said about polishing your life mirror. And that just, wow. That yeah. felt like... Nitrin spoke through you guys just now when you talk about polishing the life's mirror. So that's amazing. You just made my night. Thank you so much. Hey, you well, good. Too. You take care. We should take talk care. to some of our other callers, like Maria. But one time you got to sing for us again, Chris. Get ready. Because I don't know if you've heard Maria sing, 
but maybe she'll sing for us towards the beginning of her call this time so you can hear it before you go to bed. But she has a beautiful voice, and you're just back with us again. You've been gone for a while, so maybe you haven't heard her yet. Okay. But thanks a lot, and take care. Love you. Love you right back. Let's talk to Maria. I'm not saying shit until Chris sings me a song. Oh. Okay. There you have it. Chris, if you like, come on back and sing, sing. Maria's song. Sing. All right. Chris is calling back. Yeah. All right. Oh, you will get what you want, girl. You got to sing to me, Chris. All right. One at a time. Can you shall receive. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. All right. Let me see if I can do a little something here. Maria, I just met a girl named Maria. And suddenly the name will never be the same to me. Maria, I just kissed a girl named Maria. And suddenly I found how wonderful the sound can be. Maria, say it loud and there's music playing. Say it soft and it feels almost like 40. I'll never stop singing. Maria. There you go. Wow. Beautiful and how romantic in the Valentine nice February story. season. Nice story there. There you go, Maria. Bravo, Christopher. Thank you, but Maria. I'm more of a sound of music chick, and because how do you solve a problem like Maria? Ah. Because you can't fucking solve a problem like me. A flibberty gibbet. I'm gonna be a problem. Well, Maria, you're a problem solver and a solution to all the problems. <laughs> well. As are you, Christopher. Chris, Thank you. I am delighted by your serenade. Thank you for coming back to sing to me. You're Aww. welcome. May, may you have good health and prosperity in the years ahead. Okay, wow. This is very auspicious. <laughs> very auspicious. Especially happening in February. You can't hear most of this stuff on other stations. No, here. but remember when I used to do a show called Match Night? Oh, yeah, I remember. So we have matched singers here, so hopefully we'll hear a duet one day from you guys. And so she used to do a radio show. I don't know how old you guys are. She had Timothy Leary on. Oh, yeah. My little Susie here. Yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. Yeah. John Densmore of The Doors. The Doors. Come on, baby, light my fire. Uh, I'm not going to try to sing. Huffington. Them. Huffington. What's her name? Ariana Huffington. Ariana Huffington. Before she was Huffington Post. Right. Mm -hmm. And the Moody Blues wrote a beautiful song on their album, Search for the Lost Chord about Timothy Leary. Just FYI. Timothy Leary theory? Is that the one? I was taking acid. Timothy Leary Oh, nobody's outside looking Now, the Moody Blues wrote a really psychedelic album. Oh, yeah. Called Search for <laughs> Okay, and well, he was a psychedelic guy. Now, he wasn't an all-great guy, I must oh. say. 
Well, Mr. Timothy Leary. No, no, he was, he was like a bit of a scammer. Like he was, <laughs> and a lot of you think John Densmore complained about the car? I told that story a few shows ago, but he did. And Timothy Leary also complained about the car that I picked him up in, but he got into it. So you didn't have to deal with that one. But he complained about it on the show. You sent me this crummy old car. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just like this little tiny radio show. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) He was just basically a whiner. And yet he was a historic guy and brilliant. And, you know, he did go to Harvard, which I won't hold against him. But he did turn in people, which I will hold against him. I'm not sure I know the details of that enough at the moment to recite it. But anyway, I used to do this matching show. So it was fun to hear your musical voices intermingle like that. So Maria was talking about Zuck being a cuck and Priscilla being his strong woman wife. Who could be a hot wife we don't know and we have another caller stella assange is amazing yes right. and you have a particular affinity for julian assange as we do don't you who me i no. i most certainly <laughs> do because this case stands for everything everything yes. that matters the first amendment and free speech Because once we start treating uh, journalists uh, for disseminating information that was provided to them, uh, it's, it's perfectly legal to prosecute people that leak the information. But the people that publish it is perfectly legal. Right. And... This, this case means everything for free speech in the United States. It just does. And 2011, he was uh, del- you know, sent to the Ecuadorian uh, embassy in Great Britain. And he had a tiny room. It wasn't a luxury cruise for him. Yeah. He had a tiny room that he lived in. And in 2019, he was sent to Belmarsh Prison. Right. uh, Which is a high security prison. And that's where he's been ever since. this, This guy is literally uh, being tortured to death. Yeah. Because he published, and and the New York Times. Because he told you, a, he, he told you a truth. He showed you a truth. A lot of truths, yeah. different truths. He different pissed truth. off different people, people right. including some that we have voted for, on both the Democrat and Republican side. He pissed off people for different reasons, but the most prominent reason, I guess, is war crimes the war crimes of these people on both sides and exactly he was targeted with assassination by trump's uh what was he then but he had been head of the cia pompeo 
his oh, yeah, chief of staff or right. his secretary of state, right. Pompeo. Pompeo. Right. The Roman <laughs> emperor, Pompeo. I have come here. <laughs> he plotted to assassinate Assange, although it never went through. They decided to pick him up. We're going to kill the guy. Yeah. No, don't do that. Right. <laughs> you can you, just imagine. They'll call you Putin. Everybody on the street outside of the embassy <laughs> knew about it, was on the take, spying right. on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> and here's also the thing. The New York Times also published, just like Julian Assange, the New York Times yes, published everything. Thing that WikiLeaks published, right. but nobody, they didn't go after anybody at the New York Times. They went after Julian Assange. And the Washington and, Post uh, and a lot of different publications. They weren't going to go, not, not right in now. England, Ex- explain in, that to me. Yeah, I heard that Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. Right. That's the reason. It's because these other places are owned by billionaires of different sorts who are politically connected and they're the ones that picked it up they figure they're getting after the problem the activist journalist who is julian assange and the one who first published it and that's why they want to go after him and he's not owned by some big corporate journalist publication he runs his own place wikileaks that now runs without him basically although always reports on him and it's just such a war crime in and of itself the way that he is being attacked by our governments at least australia has decided to come to the aid of their countrymen. Finally. <laughs> Finally. It took a long time. A ridiculous amount of time. time. It took almost a lifetime for him. It's amazing that he's survived this long. Yeah, right. And he's got a really serious depressive order. That, that guy really, Julian Assange truly is getting tortured. Yes, he is. Can I tell a fun story about herpes? Sure. A herpes story? Yeah, sure. Okay. I want to hear this. Come on. Max wants to hear this. No, this is a really fun story about herpes. No, no, no. That's why I said let's do it. Okay, everybody listen up. Go ahead, Maria. Well, my stepdad, he was in... Attica prison during the prison riot, he could tell you a story or two. He was strapped to an electroshock table on his 21st birthday when Judy Garland was down the hallway at the same mental institution getting uh, insulin shock therapy. But he got herpes from Carolyn Kenzie. Uh, Ken Kesey's daughter, and you might know Mountain Girl Casey. Yes, uh, from being a long time off and on wife. Electric Kool Aid acid test. Yes, the <laughs> off and on uh, wife lover of Jerry Garcia. Right. So 
uh, my stepdad was Carol and Kenzie's uh, lover for ages. So my mother inevitably got herpes from my stepdad despite precautions. So my mother has lineage herpes from Jerry Garcia. Is that bragging rights or no? That was pretty cool. On the fence about well, I don't that. Know about the herpes, but just the herpes is together. the center of the story. Yeah, but fucking together. Well, fucking together is, sounds story. exciting and glamorous, but of course, I don't know that I would feel it was worth herpes. I don't think so. I don't think they knew. No, you don't know when you're getting it. Hey, if you're going to get it anyway, I guess you might as well get it through Jerry Garcia. But of course. I would say also that yeah, even with Jerry herpes, Garcia or even with some guy. big celebrity, I wouldn't want to get herpes from anybody. It's, from what I can see, no. very bad. And I do have quite a few clients with it who suffer quite a bit, although you can get it under control. It's not like getting... HIV. And even that you can get under control these days, but still it is bad. I mean, sexually transmitted diseases of all kinds are bad and you want to try not to get them. And back in those days, people didn't use protection very much. You know, people barely used condoms back in those days because women were on the pill. Well, but you couldn't sell condoms, uh, in the gas stations and on the highway, right. you could not sell condoms. So back in the 60s, 70s, you had more censorship of the sale of condoms, mm. but yet women could get the pill from their right, right, right. doctor. So I imagine Mountain Girl was on the pill or whatever, but that doesn't stop people from picking up her little gremlins. So anyway, interesting story. Yeah. It's a bit of a turnoff, but... No, it's interesting. It's interesting, and people well, love to hear about... Well, I mean, about that's the same as, like, you know... I celebrities fuck, getting I diseases. <laughs> it's uh, like, there you go, you get punished for having you sex. Carry, you carry the breed through. Well, I always think of it as a punishment of well, some sort, but it isn't, and, and it happens to people very innocently. But condoms do help to prevent it, but not the sheepskin kind. And we've been talking about condoms for some reason. Tonight. Why don't Why don't the sheepskin condoms? They don't work? stop you from getting herpes. They, they They're too leaky. Oh, the, speaking yeah, yeah. of WikiLeaks. So, so it could prevent sperm, but not like other stuff. Yeah, it prevents the whole sperm from getting through but the herpes virus and the hiv virus these are little tiny viruses even tinier than sperm yeah okay okay right and and it doesn't it it goes through the sheepskin Uh, yeah and i think they travel differently the sperm uh, have to shoot in there and get to the egg it's quite an athletic contest Mm -hmm. whereas the virus just kind of wanders in 
and all it has to do is get to some of your skin and hey it's fine it's right where it wants to be whereas the sperm to get to that egg yeah it has to be alive by the time it gets to the yeah by, it's by, gotta, yeah it has to be alive by the time it gets to the, to the egg right or alive and strong yeah you know, no. and strong enough to penetrate the egg damaged egg and oh yeah, yeah it still has to penetrate the egg yes and you see one of those eggs under a microscope they're pretty big compared to a little tiny sperm yeah yeah so a sperm has to do quite a bit of work the virus has to do very little work to get through the condom which is why latex yeah that'll stop it unless the virus is going on up above where the condom is in which case forget it you're going to get the virus on your pelvis or something so be careful out there is what we're saying and sorry to be a turnoff but it's part of life and sex, so you gotta try to take precautions, even if you're Jerry Garcia. Yeah, I kinda only meant to say that it's kind of fun in a certain way to trace the family tree of certain things. Of course. You know, take yogurt. Take yogurt. Uh, Yogurt is made from some, you know, whatever bacteria, and you can trace that same bacteria from making it over and over again from a small amount. Also not a turn on. Yogurt reminds me of having a yeast infection myself. So yogurt, no, 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 no. Think about a turn on. She disappeared. No, Maria. Maybe she went to have some blueberry yogurt to okay. eat off her own nipples. I did not disappear. <laughs> <laughs> she likes eating blueberry yogurt off of nipples. I did nipples. not disappear. And I agree that no, that could I be know, nice. Blueberry yogurt off of here. nipples. I should have thought of that. I don't know why, but maybe because we were talking about sexually transmitted diseases. And then you started talking about yogurt. I thought of putting yogurt on a yeast infection, which sort of helps to make it go away but forget that and let's talk about frozen yogurt on nice hard nipples when it's hot outside or inside and how yummy that can taste i like that yeah if you like that raise your hand like whipped cream maybe put it on there i don't know blueberry yogurt flavored whipped cream on top of the boobs a lot of sugar right? well Once in a you're while. not supposed to have it every day oh, you have it just you, a little bit you might want to have it uh, two or three and times it's better a than day. putting sugar in the vagina which can sugar in the vagina. break down the walls so i would say sugar on the boobs is yummy and good hmm. sugar on the dick also if you want to yep. do that hey right maria and pudding works. Pudding is nice. Oh, pudding. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Especially All right. butterscotch. I like Especially that. Especially butterscotch. Butterscotch See? is good. She's bringing like me that. back into the mood. Now, it's Valentine's season. Yeah. So, what would you say is a Valentine oral treat? Depending on how horny I was. I wasn't asking you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You were looking at me. I was asking Maria because I know she was talking about eating something off of a raw cock. Not the condom, though. 
my oral trait is singing to you, talking to you, because I have much love for you. So that's an oral trait for me. It's not necessarily physical, but I I have a lot of interpersonal oral treats. Does that count? Yes, because you can spell oral A-U-R-A-L as well as O-R-A-L. So sing for us. I would love to hear you sing since you just enticed me with your oral pleasure. Well, I've got you some Rocky Horror, and I'm going to do it very badly. Great. That's the way to do it. So, give yourself over to absolute pleasure. Swim the warm waters of sins of the flesh. Erotic nightmares beyond any measure And sensual daydreams to treasure forever Can't you just see it? Ho, ho, ho Don't dream it don't dream be beautiful don't dream it. Really nice. Oh, be All right. Yeah. That's all I got. Don't dream it. Be bonobo. Don't dream it. Very nice. Yeah, be, no, it. No, be it. Be bonobo. Be it. And, That's uh, beautiful. Maria, what a good selection. And by the way, I don't know how you feel about this, but I just want to give a shout out to the star of Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie, because it's Susan Sarandon, one of the stars. Uh-huh. And she has been speaking out for the people of Gaza these days. She did an event the other day. And so many people criticize her, and I criticize her for some things, but I am with her on this and on so many things. I'm always in awe of her ability as an actress and also an activist. So, yay, star of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, When so many actors and, and other people in the business have been fired. I think she has suffered some backlash in some way from one of her agents or something. But yeah, I mean, people are fired quite a lot and encouraged to simply toe the party line and support the Zionist genocide. And obviously, we don't support it. I'm Jewish. We support Jewish people. We are Jews for peace. I'm and from Rome, Italy. I'm we're not Jewish. even really against Israel. I'm just against genocide. Murder. Yeah. Killing people. So that's all. So thank you, Maria, for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Sorry to get on my soapbox, but not sorry at all, because you got to speak out right now and take the risk, I believe. And that's why we love Abby Martin. She is a professional speaker-outer. And Mike Prisoner and Robbie Martin. And, of course, our friends at Counterpunch, Jeff St. Clair and Joshua 
frank and so we thank you we thank all of you who are really speaking out we speak out too but we also got to make a living so give us a call if you got a sex problem no matter whose side you're on <laughs> so i'm going to talk about what i need to talk about right yeah, which absolutely. is that I'm going to do an interview very shortly coming up an interview about one of the many colorful people who came through Bonoboville even before it was called Bonoboville when we had just met the Bonobos actually and we were the Dr. Susan Block Institute which we still are and we did the Dr. Susan Block show which we still sort of do and we lived and worked in a very interesting hotel called the Century Wilshire Hotel where supposedly Marilyn Monroe had slept mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. even with John F. Kennedy, who knows, there were rumors. And lots of celebrities stayed there at the no, Century no, Wilshire Hotel. That was a very hip place for movie stars and building contractors like uh, Dennis Hoff. Uh, people with lots of money would go to. And the whole hotel was furnished by her personal furnishings. By the owner's yeah, furnishings. Personal. That was Asha. Yeah. Asha. Where was she from? Germany? Uh, she was from uh, Germany, but she married a Greek uh, guy and they had this incredible building. Right. And a great building with a pool in the middle. Yeah. Creaky and, floors. You know, very old, not really refurbished with her furniture. So it was very personal furniture yeah, very everywhere. Very furniture. Yes. Nice furniture. It wasn't uh, like hotel furniture. No. And we did our HBO shows there. In the in the basement. A couple of them. Yeah. Not everything did no. we do there, but we did two big HBO shows, our half-hour specials there, and we did lots of other shows there, and we had lots of great events there. And so we met many interesting people, and one of the people we met was a young man in 1996, before we did our HBO special. We'd already done one HBO show, but not our special. And his name, so he said, was Jonathan Taylor Spielberg, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and we said, really? But okay, you're Jonathan Taylor Spielberg. Sure, why not? Hey, who am I to say you're not? And he's a very nice young man. He lived upstairs, and yes. he was one of the first people to kind of welcome us. Or he moved in around the same time? About the same time, and he lived upstairs with his, his mother, mother, who was a very elegant uh, woman. And a very good cook. Yeah, yeah. He would bring down dishes that she made. And she was Persian, is what right, they would right. call it, from Iran. Yeah, and yeah. they'd left Iran, along with a lot of other people that we were meeting in the area, who had lived under the Shah and were escaping the religious regime to America and had quite a bit of money. And they had quite a bit of money. He was always dressed in designer clothes. Who was this? Jonathan. Oh, yeah, Jonathan. Always, but so yeah. was his mother. Yeah, his She mother dressed too. very well. Very and yeah. he dressed very well, although he would sometimes wear kind of dressed down clothes. Mm -hmm. Still, designer brands. And he would come visit us and chat with us. And he told us he was Steven Spielberg's nephew. Yeah. 
And we, and we said, went, the really? The Spielberg? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my uncle. <laughs> okay, And gotcha. we went, sure. We didn't research it. Back then, they didn't have the internet, at least not for civilians like not us. Not really, yeah. There was so we didn't look it up. We just figured one of Spielberg's siblings or siblings-in-law, maybe at the time he'd been married to Amy Irving and was marrying someone else, and maybe they had this nephew. And somehow this happened, and we didn't really analyze how, and he didn't really tell us how. And we were very busy doing other things anyway. He was just one of many people in a carnival of humans that would come visit us during the show, in the hotel, and he was on a show. He would talk to us about his fantasies. He said he was a virgin. We kind of teased him about that. We weren't sure he was, but he said he was. He kept insisting, kept his story consistent. He said he was 18 years old. He didn't look 18. Right, right, we right. said, really? Are you 18? He says, yeah, I'm only 18. I'm 18. Okay, you're 18. Huh. Well, okay. Some guys get older looking quicker. I mean, he seemed 24, 25. And I guess eventually that was to be determined that he was about 24, 25 right. at that time. So he wasn't that much older than 18, but he did seem a little older. And he just seemed to us, like so many Hollywood people, living his fantasies while he was pursuing his dreams his dream being of celebrityhood of somehow becoming a big celebrity like so many of his idols and eventually he became famous but not quite the way I think he wanted to but who knows because he's still around I just saw that he's on Instagram famous fame famous fame so he got in trouble for infiltrating a high school of all places. Now, I don't know if he did anything with anyone. He did have a I, girlfriend. but Yeah, but I didn't hear any accusations. No, no. But, of course, his girlfriend probably was not... His girlfriend probably was not of age. Right, but did he do anything with her? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know either. But because he didn't do anything with anybody around us. Right. No, he didn't no, do anything. No, no. All he did was he hugged and a kiss on the cheek, like very European style, and cuddling. And also he did this video with us where he dresses up, cross-dresses, you could say. Uh -huh. Dresses in lipstick and a miniskirt and stockings and beautiful shoes that he got from his mother. The rest of the clothing he got from me. Actually, and I think I helped him with his makeup. You did? Yes, you did. and I just helped him enjoy his fantasy, which I do sometimes with different people, including clients, which I might charge for. I didn't charge him, but then again, he had brought me so many dinners from his mother, he pretty much paid me anyway. But in any case, there was no charge going on. It was just, we made this video, and then he kind of disappeared. And then we did the HBO show, he was also on the show wearing his right. Planet Hollywood t-shirt with Donnie. And they had a very friendly relationship, but they didn't do anything. So I don't know what he did at this high school. But of course, infiltrating a high school, which happened years after he was with us, 
he got arrested for that because he committed fraud. They determined that. And he had to use his real name. I think one night he called, but he didn't actually get through and talk to us. But he left a message or mm. something. So anyway, reaching out to you, we have nothing against him at all. But we're going to do an interview and say basically what I just said. So Jonathan, if you're listening, let us know if there's any problems or anything you want to tell us. We've talked, of course, before about you, including to Stephen Lemons, who did a little interview with us. By the way, I do want to say that I did interview Spielberg's actual adopted daughter, Micaela, or Mika Spielberg, in 2020. So it's interesting how things go down. Shout out to Jonathan Taylor Spielberg or whatever your name is right now. We're going to talk about you. Hopefully you haven't done anything terrible, terrible like Putin, how he embarrassed Tucker Carlson by killing Navalny, if he killed him, which it seems like he did. But who knows? People are also saying that NATO did. So who knows? But it's a terrible thing. All these prisoners and free Assange, that's the important thing, as well as, of course, it is extremely, utterly important right now to stop the bombing, to cease fire now in Gaza, make peace in Gaza. Let's have bonobo love and not war madness. And how can we make the impression that this is important. <laughs> it's very important. We were going to talk about Alina Haba. I think she's so funny that she says it's, she'd rather be pretty than smart because she can fake being smart. How's that going, Alina? That's Trump's lawyer. They're losing. They just lost $350 million case. And then they also lost the other case. And so we're between a warm criminal and a jack of all crimes criminal. I'm glad you didn't mention his age. No, the age is not that important. The age is not that important. What's important is stop the killing. Please stop the war now and save the date for arbitration. June 26th, we are taking Meta to arbitration for the sake of freedom of speech, for the sake of fairness on the internet, for the sake of our mental health after Meta's dehumanization, for the sake of sex positivity and sex education and freedom to masturbate in the privacy of our own homes. In the meantime, Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make kink, not war. Bonobos are very kinky. And make love, not war. Okay, bonobos are very loving. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you too. Good night, Leanne Maria. <laughs> I guess we love all the girls here. And the boys, and everybody in between, and the bonobos. Amen. Hey, women, we love you. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. 
Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.